0: Vari Kebirunji's husband made a tough choice staying up all night guarding their crops against raids by elephants to ensure food security in the home.
1: My name is Daniel Mombere and uh, as you can tell from my name, I come from Kasese District, which is one of the districts that is proud uh, to call Queen Elizabeth National Park our home. And on any given trip to and from home Uh, we are usually blessed with the sight of beautiful animals on a good day it could be uh, buffalo the uganda cob which you see on your money we see it every day when we go home but on a bad day you will hear stories of uh your bus uh, could uh, collide with an elephant that is crossing the road and we've also had cases in the past where that has been terrible so, for us who come from this place, there is always the question of how do we coexist with these beautiful animals.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Special Report podcast with me, Razia Afman. Our first stop is at the home of 55-year-old Valerie Kebirunji, clad in a blue maxi dress with short hair. She brings chairs outside for us to sit. But today we tell her we won't really sit down. Then she leads us inside her shop where she's arranging 50 ml containers for packaging honey. Behind this shop is their house.
1: Kebirunji was often lonely and her predicament was no different from most homes in Chenzanza village in Rubirizi, western Uganda, where elephants left a trail of destruction. But 37 years since her marriage... Things are changing after the installation of an electric fence to keep the marauding wild animals from crossing into the neighboring villages.
0: Before the solar-powered electric fence was erected in the district, these gigantic hives lay idle-keeping bees just to drive away wild animals. But now, beekeeping is a flourishing economic activity. Vari Kebirunji is a subsistence farmer. Before this fence was there, we used to have on a line the bees which can chase away the animals. And now we are doing it as a business because we harvest honey and get money from it. We get honey, then the remaining, we get beeswax. From beeswax, we get jelly, we get soap.
1: According to Worldwide Fund for Nature, one elephant eats up to 150 kilograms of food. This means... A single meal for one elephant is enough to raise a quarter of an acre to the ground in one go.
0: I touched one of the poles and felt a whiff of electrocution. This electric fence idea was initiated by Uganda Wildlife Authority and is implemented by Space for Giants. Their assessment found that in Uganda... Elephants constituted the largest percentage of up to 80% of human-wildlife conflict. Just as Tussu is the Uganda liaison officer for Space for Giants.
1: This fence had already worked in other in other countries, like in Kenya, where it had been extensively used to control elephants. And therefore, uh, it was envisaged that this same design of fence would be able to have an impact on human-elephant conflict in Uganda. Under the Uganda Wildlife Act 2019, wildlife violators face a fine of 19 million shillings, life imprisonment, or both. But it is difficult to draw the line between poaching and the protection of farms. Without fear, villagers used fire and other rudimentary methods to fight off elephants and buffaloes. Anna Kalema is the LC1 chairperson of Chenzanza 2B.
0: She says the elephants would eat our gardens. They would attack and fight with people who had to be hospitalized to survive. Some of the animals were killed. The idea worries conservationists but electricians working on this project have meticulously calculated the voltage. The fence uses pulses and is low in amperage sufficient to bounce off a personal animal touching it sami githui is the human wildlife coexistence manager at space for giants
1: we endeavor to maintain the fence at uh, average of 7000 volts because that is what we have has been proven as effective for elephants and this begins with, during construction we power the fence as we construct it. So, the animals now expend more energy in search of food, trekking much longer distances beyond the fence. John Bosko is a behavioral ecologist at Mbara University of Science and Technology. Those critical spaces where key elements that are used by elephants are must be accessed at all the time. So when you are gazetting an area, you have a critical habitat for an animal right it must be included or you must recreate it
0: this ensures elephants can access their nutritional needs and get the same requirements to manage their well-being now we drive 15 kilometers across the fence to the office of the chief warden of queen elizabeth conservation area pontius ezuma there are five monkeys in the compound a few warthogs but they are minding their business, not interfering with any activity. Azuma confirms the challenge these large animals are facing.
1: Their area is getting constricted. It's a fact. But um, then, now, we also need to accept these two must go together. Development and Conservation. And how do we strike a balance now remains the question for us all. Human-wildlife conflict is not unique to Rubirizzi. These cases are a testament to the unrelenting conflict of shrinking wildlife corridors. Uwa has used trenches, Mauritius thorn hedges, scare shooting, noise and beehives. But still, the Big Five game know how to find a way out. Bashir Hanji is the communications manager at Uganda Wildlife Authority. Our intention is not to create big zoos. This fence is in areas that are also to be problem and more hot spots.
0: Increased conservation efforts have pushed the number of elephants in Uganda to 7,975 and buffalos to 44,163. Selevest Masereka, is in charge of problem animals at Queen Elizabeth National Park. So long as they move outside the communities, it's our responsibility to make sure that we maintain them inside the park.
1: Hotspot areas traverse over 200 kilometers in conservation areas around the country. The line currently runs for 100 kilometers at an estimated 5 billion shillings. A kilometer costs between 38 to 50 million shillings, depending on the terrain.
0: This electric fence may be the answer to crop raids and poaching for now, but with their intelligence, the animals are already learning how to manoeuvre around the perimeter, which means that the government must constantly think about new ways of protecting farms, large fauna, and human beings. It's been nice having you join us on this podcast, The Special Report. I'm Brazia Athman.
1: And I'm Daniel Moonberry, and it's been a pleasure to know one thing or two about the animals that I usually enjoy seeing on my way home.
0: Thank you so much for listening. This story was produced with support from Internews Earth Journalism Network.